Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Personal Training in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Personal Training, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel strong so that they can be active with their family and friends and get back to doing the things that they love to do. Today, we continue our series of shows with the participants in our uh, the Ann Arbor Family Fitness Festival, which is coming up on October 2nd, 2021. And today on episode 65, we are joined by two members of the uh, Ann Arbor Triathlon Club, Aaron Pons and Kimberly Vaughn. Thank you guys so much for taking uh, a few minutes to chat with me today. Yeah, thanks for having us, Brian. Thanks for having us. This is new for me too. As like the double guest, I have to learn to um, direct <laughs> my questions a little bit better. So there's not a bunch of people talking over people. Um, Aaron, let's start with you. So uh, you're the secretary of the club. Tell me a little bit about how you got involved and um, kind of your role with the, with the club. Yeah. Um, thanks, Brian. Yeah. So I um, started getting involved with the club when I moved to Ann Arbor in 2011, um, born and raised in Michigan, but um, Ann Arbor was a new area for me and um, definitely learned very quickly what a great community it was. Um, I started assisting with a little bit of website design back then and slowly kind of progressed to board membership and position. And then, well, you know, more importantly, getting more involved in the triathlon community. Um, so that's where I've been um, playing a little bit of role secretary, um, member at large, and then helping with some of the community involvement in the triathlon club. So long, long way back in my timeline here at the, with the board. So you, you started as a member, were you experienced with triathlon before you got there or was it something you're trying? Not at all. Actually. Yeah. I didn't even own a bike. Um, when I mm -hmm. moved to the Ann Arbor area, I was newly into running, um, which I took up as a study break, um, in college, but did a few 5k races. So very new to the sport, but, um, very quickly welcomed into the community. Um, although obviously that can be a little bit intimidating at first, um, you know, just amazed me how open and, um, friendly everyone was and just, you know, they want to tell you about the sport and, um, mm. share it with you because it's a really fun experience. So, um, yep. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I'm sure it, it helps to hear for, for anybody listening who is new, it helps to hear that, you know new people can start this and, and take to it and, and enjoy it. And obviously you've enjoyed it since you're doing what you're doing with the club now, but, um, well, good. So Kimberly, how about you? How, how are you, how did you come to be with the club? So I joined the club back in uh, 2016 and that was after, um, actually doing a local, uh, couch to triathlon program that I believe actually was put on by Epic races. And uh, participated in that. It was kind of a, a little bit of a training program. We know we had running um, meetups that we would do, swimming, biking, and uh, in order to prepare for um, a triathlon. And so my first race was a mini sprint, which um, mm -hmm. for those in the audience who don't know all the distances, the mini is, is the shortest of the triathlon distances. And so um, after doing that, um, it was, you know, I would say in, in the three minutes after crossing the finish line, I was like, oh, I'm never doing another one of these. And then um, you go home and you, you know, eat a snack and then you're like, oh, I'll do another one of those. And so, <laughs> so <There you are. laughs> um, one of one of the instructors for the Couch to Triathlon program was a member of the triathlon club. And um, I kind of thought, oh, you have to be, you know, you have to like 
qualify or get permission to join or, or something. Right. I thought it was for all these people who are like Iron Man or something like that, but um, she encouraged me to join. And I'm, I'm so very glad that I did. And uh, 2017, I joined the board as a member and um, have, am now today the, the vice president of the club. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it's funny. I mean, Epic Races is another guest, um, another business that will be with us for the Ann Arbor Family mm-hmm. Fitness Festival. So, um, you know, it's interesting that there's there's got to be some crossover there, you know, that for them as race uh, directors, race coordinators, and for you guys as kind of the club in town, how does that relationship work? Oh, I'll, does any who wants to volunteer to take that one? I don't, I'm not sure who would be better qualified <laughs> to uh, to answer that. Yeah, I mean, I can take that and can really, if I forget anything, let me know. Um, Epic Races has a, a good place in our hearts, all of our hearts. Obviously, we participate in a lot of their events. Um, not only that, talking a little bit about kind of community involvement and things, um, Epic is is a sponsor for the club, and we also offer volunteers to a lot of their races throughout the year, too. So we have a great relationship. We kind of get a lot of fun out of their events, and we also give back because we know how good it feels to cheer people on when they're doing some of those events. So, For sure, yeah. I just uh, a couple of weeks ago chatted with Eva about that, about the, mm-hmm. the environment on the environment and the energy on race day. Um, while it sometimes is like, if you race hard, sometimes it feels a little bit miserable. Like you mentioned, Kimberly, that, uh, three minutes after you cross the finish line, uh, it is a pretty good feeling after that. And so I, I think they do a great job of putting together a good, a, a good event. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's great for you guys to be a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly, anything to add on that one? No, I think Aaron pretty much covered it. You know, they're, they're a great partner of ours. Um, and, you know, we're so happy to have them as a sponsor. And then, of course, you know, the chance to give back to the community by, you know, showing up as um, athletes who have, you know, a little bit more experience. Um, one of the races that we often volunteer for is uh, the Tri-Goddess race that happens every June. And, um, you know, Eva can probably verify this when you when you speak with her, um, when you interview her. But, uh, you know, about half of the field in that race, about half of the um, participants are usually first time triathletes. And so to be at that race is, is really special. The energy is really high. The enthusiasm, you know, people are excited to be there. And um, it's a great place for people with more experience to, to volunteer and help out because you got folks who you know, there are a lot of questions. Uh, triathlon can be a little bit of a technical sport. And so it's, it's a great chance for us to give back. For sure. I mean, in the, in the sport, you know, you have clubs that are dedicated to running, you have clubs that are dedicated to cycling, you have clubs that are dedicated to swimming. And it almost seems like for you guys, you need experts in all three or, or people, at least people with experience in all three. And then the level of knowledge of the triathlon races themselves to be able to, to guide people. Um, so who do you have, who, who helps you out with this? Who, who are the coaches or are there coaches on staff or is it, um, basically community led coaching? Kimberly, I'll, I'll have you lead this one off. Yeah. Um, so we, we do have, um, some in particular, uh, Michael Parker, uh, he has provided oh. a lot of coaching services to us. Oh, sorry. My little you're good. <laughs> you can still hear you. Um, he, he has uh, provided coaching services to us. We don't have a, a coach, you know, an official coach per se. Uh, it's, it is a lot of athletes helping athletes, people yeah. who, you know, have more experience, um, really giving advice. You know, we have a, a forum on Google where folks can post questions and, and everybody, you know, can respond and anything that they feel like they have knowledge or expertise. 
So that's another thing that makes the club really cool is, you know, you don't, you're not just being told by a single person, like, this is how you do it. It really is kind of taking the collective knowledge and then using that and applying it to your own, um, you know, fitness journey. I really like that. That, That's almost a, that's a benefit to me. I mean, to, it works well, both ways. You, you're, if you're the beginner and you're seeking knowledge or advice from somebody, not only are you getting that knowledge and advice, but you know, it, it helps, uh, the person who's giving that advice to feel good about what they're doing and a, a better connection to the club and all that. So that's really cool. Um, Aaron, you mentioned, you mentioned some like community involvement. You've mentioned it a couple of times. I know that you are also doing like educational series. So what, what, um, mm-hmm. what kind of like education are you providing for the, for your members and, or really anybody around town who's interested? Yeah. Um, so just to, I guess, give a, a couple examples of things. I mean, so obviously you want to know everything there is to know about triathlon. So like Kimberly said, if this is your very first race or you have one coming up, just how to set up your transition area, what do you need for your swim, your bike and your run and all that stuff in between, but not only race specific, um, you have to think about a lot of things. Like we had a educational event about protecting your skin. Cause you're going to be out doors a lot in the sun. So what's the best way to make sure that you're keeping safe and, and monitoring that aspect of your health? We've had a couple of club members that um, professionally work in the cardiovascular field. So they've given talks on heart health and, you know, things to look out for and, you know, what are common ailments that athletes might face or things you need to think about as a lifetime athlete. Um, so those types of things, we've even had club members that do something completely unrelated, let's say they're in real estate and people want to know like financing and they'll just come give a completely not related triathlon talk just to share the knowledge that they have within their skill set because it's just a member benefit. You just really learn um, so many things with the, the membership that we have and the people we have. Um, so it, it kind of just runs the gamut. You name it, we've probably had a talk about it. Um, and we've also tried to target, we usually have a spring meeting every spring. Um, it's been a little bit different in this kind of um, pandemic world, more virtual focus, but uh, where we bring a guest speaker in, whether that might be a pro triathlete, we've had para triathletes come speak. Um, so just to kind of bring everyone together and talk about this awesome thing that we're all doing together. Um, everyone's doing it as in, in fun and just stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of things that we could, I guess the list is kind of endless with the types of things that we can offer from an educational standpoint. We've done quite a few. Well, if, if there's anything that I've learned from the last, uh, few interviews with, you know, with the track club, with you guys, the triathlon club, with Ann Arbor running company, it is that, you know, it's not just show up and, and run, or for, in your case, mm-hmm. run, bike, swim, it's, it's, uh, those kind of events are definitely the glue that, that keep the community together. Um, and so, yeah, that's fantastic that you're doing that. Did you offer it for members? And I think it's a, it's a, it makes it easier for people to step into your world and, and maybe sample things in a way right. that's not going out for a run or going out for a ride. You know, they yeah. can learn something first and then step in that way. Yeah. Uh, so what, what does a week, uh, Kimberly, what does a week look like for a member of the tri club? I, I know, you know, um, the track club has their Tuesday night run. 
Uh, is there anything organized like that for the Tri Club? What what does a, a week look like? That's a great question. Uh, you know, t- technically, uh, you know, we have events year round, but we we all know we live in Michigan, and sometimes the weather is not mm-hmm. as cooperative. Uh, so the um, we really concentrate on having a lot of activities from about Memorial Day to Labor Day. So that's where we have a lot of our organized outdoor workouts. You know, Monday nights are open water swim. We swim out at Silver Lake in Paint Me. Uh, we have uh, Tuesday night runs. We have Thursday night bricks. And so for your listeners who may say, I don't know what a brick is other than it was what used to build my house or something like that is, is when you, you bike and then you immediately run afterwards. So, you know, you park your bike, you might get a, a drink of water and then you take off and you run. And so that's obviously an important skill um, and building your endurance as a, as a triathlete. And so we do those on Thursday nights. Um, we have uh, Sunday morning runs. We have, I'm trying to think, because we have a lot of workouts during kind of the summer season. And then in the, in the off season, uh, you know, we still have runs, we have educational series. So we really try to keep the connectivity going year round. Um, but of course, take advantage of the beautiful weather that we get in Michigan over that, you know, Memorial Day to Labor Day period. Wow, that is a, I mean, that's a busy schedule. Do, do most members kind of pick and choose? I, I'm sure you have your uh, collection of people who are doing all of that. Um, so t- talk a little bit about, you know, can you pick and choose? Is that like an a la carte menu or is it recommended that you do all of that? So that that's the one, I think the most important thing to know about the club is that everything is you do what you need to do for your, um, wh- whether you're training for a race, you know, there are years when you might not see someone as much. Maybe they have something going on with work or their family. They're not able to come as much. You have, you know, some years where maybe somebody's, you know, they're going to do a distance they've never done before. They say, oh, I'm going to do an Ironman this year. And that takes a lot of training. And so they're going to probably come to a lot of the workouts and then do workouts on their own as well. Um, and so it really is about, you know, you come for the things that you can make, you can come for the things that are important to you and are meaningful to your, your training. Um, and we have people in the club who, you know, they have a favorite sport. Like I love to swim. So I love mm. coming to Monday night swim. You might not see me at a brick. You might not see me at a brick <laughs> because it's not something that's as, um, as aligned with my fitness goals. It's also, you know, it doesn't align with my particular work schedule, but then you have folks who come to everything. So it mm-hmm. is, it is a very a la carte situation, which I think makes it easy and accessible for anyone who, who wants to join the club and come out and, and give it a try. Um, and I think that really it's, it's about, um, another thing that we have now is, is we have a brand new calendar on our website for members that they can organize their own, um, member led, you know, workouts and events. So mm. you may have somebody who says, I'm training for an Ironman. I need to do a four hour ride on Saturday morning. I'm going to go out to Kensington. Anyone who wants to come that, you know, rides 16 miles an hour average should come and ride with me. And then people can get together and they could do things that maybe it's not a traditional club workout, but it's still people from the club getting mm-hmm. together, supporting each other in their fitness goals. Yeah. It's almost like an internal meetup. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, very cool. Uh, well, kind of speaking of getting together, we're obviously on the back end, hopefully the back end of a pandemic here. Um, how, uh, let's see, Aaron, how did, how is the pandemic affected the club? Was there, you know, less activity during that time or, or did people feel like since they're outdoors and mainly by themselves that things were going okay? How did it go for you guys? Yeah, I think we kind of adjusted as needed based on kind of the, the vibe that we would, you know, get from the group. Um, I would say for the most part, people were comfortable with 
with being outside and participating in workouts because you're usually not, you know, stacked up on top of each other and things like that. Um, so I think it, it was a situation that felt comfortable for most. And to the extent somebody wasn't comfortable, there was no pressure either way. You know, a lot of people kind of went and said, you know, I'm going to do my own thing for a little while. And then they came back when they did feel comfortable. Um, we obviously had a lot of our virtual, um, like what used to be in-person spring fall meetings, virtual, um, so just adjustment, we had some virtual social gatherings, we did like happy hours and things like that, just to stay connected and see everybody. Maybe we hadn't gotten together in a while. So, um, you know, we just, we kind of took it, I guess, as, as we could with how the membership was feeling at that point in time and staying in touch. Luckily, uh, social media, Instagram, the Google forum, um, Strava, all those things, no matter if you're not together or if you are together, you can always kind of stay up to date with what everybody's doing. So, yeah, that, that story, uh, sounds very familiar. Cause that's just about the exact same thing that, that happened with us at the gym. It's like yeah. finding virtual ways to, to stay engaged and, and, uh, give people something to do and keep them in touch yep. with, with us or in your case with the club. Right. Um, yeah, very cool. And and are people kind of back at it now? Do you feel like is is the club back to full strength, or um, like including with with new people that you've picked up along the way, or is it yeah. still sort of a little bit quiet? I think so. I think this summer was it built some good momentum, um, and actually, a lot of us are heading up to Frankfurt this weekend for um, a half Ironman race that they're putting on for the first time on Sunday in that area. So. Obviously, it's a big crowd coming together. We've kind of organized for a team dinner. And, um, you know, obviously the event itself happens outside. So I think people will still be cautious. Um, but I think people are at a point now where they're feeling, you know, okay on doing those types of things and obviously take their precautions on a, you know, personal level, whether you mask or not, or whether you eat indoors or not. But I think everyone's figuring it out and just like a no judgment zone, whatever feels comfortable and safe to you do your event, have fun, be safe. Um, but we have, I don't know how many members Kimberly, we have heading up there, but it's a good crew. I would say maybe about 25 to 30, maybe that's overestimating. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of people going up there. <laughs> there are, I think it was, you know, maybe 34 or 30, maybe 30 or 34 people who are registered. And then of course, as part of the going spectators. to these events, you know, you can bring your family, you can bring your friends. Yeah. So it ends up being a huge group because people yeah. bring their spectators um, mm-hmm. I have some friends coming who are from Chicago and they're going to race, even though they're not with the club, but they're going to join in the festivities. So it, it's a really, really nice weekend. Okay. Uh, so I want to wrap up with two questions here and, uh, Kimberly, I'll start with you. First question. This is like semi rapid fire, mm-hmm. more enjoyable race or training. Uh, race. There you go. Rapid fire, Kimberly. <laughs> um, and then uh, second question, what is the most enjoyable part of race day? What's the, what's the number one best part of race day? This one is, can be, this one can be less rapid fire. I mean, it's, it's the cheering, whether you're receiving the cheering because you're racing or you're giving the cheering because you're spectating to me, that's, that's the happiest, best, most exciting part mm-hmm. of racing. Okay, nice. And Aaron, for you, training or race day? Oh my gosh. I think the, I think the training actually, I'm going to go the opposite. Wow. Did not my expect we'd hear training. <laughs> <laughs> I have a four and six year old and busy career and it's kind of just my me time in the morning. So I do enjoy that race day is a lot of nerves, but also fun. Okay. 
And so then what is, you already kind of alluded to it a little bit, but what is it about training that is like, what puts it up there on your list? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just the knowing that I'm doing something good for me and I'm going to be a more positive person. Um, and also I love to share my love of it with others who want to get into it and help educate and hopefully set a good example for my two little ones coming into this. So awesome. Love it. Well, um, I do appreciate the time that you guys have taken and, um, you know, this is, this is really cool. I mean, it's something that I think there's a lot of people that probably knew about running clubs and and things like that. But in terms of triathlon, sometimes that can be a little bit intimidating. Like you mentioned, you, you didn't have a bike when you first came to town, right, Aaron? So, um, it's, it's nice to know that there's an option there. So if, if people are interested in getting started, obviously they can come see you at the family fitness festival. Uh, what are some other ways that people can reach out and get in touch with the club and maybe start to sample a few things? Yeah. Um, so we have a website, aatriclub.org, um, that they can visit. And we do try to keep that up to date with all of our calendar events, um, et cetera. You can contact us. There's a contact us page for any of the board members. Um, so look us up. Um, we've, we're also on Facebook and we do have an Instagram account as well. Um, so all of those ways you can get a hold of someone, reach out, ask questions. Um, I didn't mention that we also have a buddy program, mentor, mentee kind of format. So if you want to get into it and you're new, we can line you up with somebody specifically. Um, if you don't know anybody yet in the club, you'll get to know someone really quickly. Um, but definitely those are the best ways to find us. That's a great idea. I haven't heard that yet. The, uh, the buddy system. So that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. So sounds very easy to get involved. Um, and you know, whatever your level, it's, it's definitely something that's approachable and sounds like you guys have an awesome community together. So, um, congrats and thank you for involving so many people in, in their fitness journey and helping them out along the way. Thank you. Um, Thanks for the chance to talk about it. You bet. And so that's going to wrap up episode 65 of the fit life formula podcast. Remember, uh, until next time, be sure to follow the fit life formula. That's three, two, one, three days a week of something you love to do two days a week of strength training and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next time.